It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Why is it that with sparkling water, I'm always playing guessing games with what flavor I'm drinking? Is it citrus? Is it aluminum can flavored? Mm, not sure. Sparkling ice, though, they really mean flavor. Like in-your-face flavor. Orange mango, black raspberry. Don't even get me started on the strawberry lemonade. Kiwi Strawberry slid right into my taste buds DMs last night and let them know who's boss. No subtleties there and no sugar either. But it does have vitamins and antioxidants. Find sparkling ice at a major grocery store or club retailer near you. Sparkling ice. Anything but subtle. Hey, Chicago, what do you say? It's the CHGO Cubs podcast presented by DraftKings, America's top-rated sportsbook. Download the app and use the promo code CHGO when you sign up. Luke Stuckmeyer, Ryan Herrera, Cody Del Mendo on a beautiful but cold Wednesday in Chicago. Uh, we got a lot to talk about in this podcast. We're going to do some grading. The report cards are coming out again today. Ian Happ, one of the guys, will be handing out a report card too. Uh, we have Cubs news off the top. We have opening night for the Bulls. Uh, what else you want to talk about? How about Io DeSumo being part of CHGO? Yeah. How cool was that this morning? That was a big announcement. That was fun. It was hard to keep uh, our mouths shut the last like week since since we since he was here. Anyone who knows now. me knows that I was probably the most excited about this entire thing <laughs> happening. <laughs> I've been following Ayodesumu's basketball career since uh, he was a freshman at Illinois. Uh, and I remember when he somehow fell to the Bulls, 30 or 37 picks before the Bulls even picked in uh, that 2020 draft. And, uh, yeah, to see him play there last year. And now I can technically say that I work with the guy. I mean, it's pretty cool. That, that's pretty <laughs> sick. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's and he's a Chicago kid, too. I remember hosting – a high school basketball highlight show every week. And mm-hmm. they had to, the producers were like, it's IO. It's not AO. It's, I, it's IO. <laughs> yeah. Like, okay, okay, I got it. Mm-hmm. And then he was on every, you'd be like, yeah. well, this kid's in the highlight every week. It's like two dunks every game. And to think that kid has now gone from that to being maybe a breakout season. If he didn't already have that in the NBA is pretty cool. And yeah. even bigger, Part of CHGO now. Like right, that, right. That might be the biggest, that's what I'm saying. The biggest accomplishment in his career. I'm pretty jealous of the Bulls guys. They get to, like, actually chop it up with them and, you know, talk basketball with them. Like, I just get to walk around and say that I work with the guy, but I don't really technically work with the guy. You, know <laughs> you might. I mean? You might. Yeah, you <laughs> if he's in here, like, Cody might walk by and just be, like, kind of casually show him his Jordan Lowe's. <laughs> Every once in a while, they just walk through the set, kind of showing off the next mm. pair of Jordan. He'll go change Jordans and then come back and be like, <laughs> I'll be like, Who's the dude with all the Jordan Lowe's? Yeah. Well, that's the it was pretty sick when we Who? took the picture the other day. He was wearing, like, the classic Jordan ones. Yeah. yeah. And then I was wearing Lowe's. And then Casey, who took the picture, just she just she got the, the angle perfect with both us wearing yeah. Jordans on there. I thought I th- that's actually my favorite part of the entire picture. I, I likened it to just the way the, the, the setup was Io had just got drafted, and Cody looked like Adam Silver, like, shaking his hand as they posed <laughs> for the pictures. Yeah. I, Adam Silver Sarah, with Jordan's on. if you could find that on. picture, that'd, that'd, be, that'd be hilarious. Io, Io is my president. I think Cody you know. tweeted it, right? I Adam did. Silver yeah. came over and said, vibes, nice to meet you. <laughs> uh, Sarah, do you happen to have the video that we put out on CHO uh, t- announcing that he was part of the squad? Love it. Here we go. Oh, the heartbeat, the heartbeat of Chicago. Ball bounces. Pretty sick. It's on our rooftop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's up there. We got the best view in the city. Arguably. Retweet. We... We do have a that like that was a cool job like everybody did putting that together. We do have a cool rooftop, although now watching that, having been up on that rooftop to try and see the air and water show and 
take pictures of Cody trying to look like Pedro Strope one time in the summer. Like, <laughs> I'm I'm glad I didn't see Io up there because I'd have been afraid that he was going to fall through the ceiling. Yeah, well, I'm, I, I'm glad we can tell him that now that it's over and he's safe. R- R- Ryan, remember yeah. when we were sitting down here when they were up there? You could hear him dribbling the ball, <laughs> yeah, like, and what? I was like, "Man, someone's going to fall through." <laughs> I was like, "What happens if the ball falls off?" There's just some poor soul just walking, out, you know, walking down the street. All of a sudden, they get hit with a basketball. All of a sudden, there's this really long leg hanging between some of the timber up top. Yeah. Like we have one of those old wooden, like, I don't know. I just don't know how old this building is, but the rafters would make you think that it's pretty old, right? <laughs> yeah, it's I been renovated, so. but the beams would tell you it's pretty old. So I think, think so. I like Matthew's uh, comment. He says, I didn't see naked guy in that video. The view is fake. <laughs> He's on the other side. He's on the, He's other, on side, the other side, man. They, 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 yeah. He was just out of shot. Anyway, <laughs> super excited. The bulls are starting off and super cool to have IO part of, uh, CHGO and yeah. excited for Peck and Gottlieb and Big Dave and stuff as they get excited to get going tonight. Uh, Cubs fans should be excited. One Corey Friedman should be excited because today the Cubs announced they are lowering season tickets. And uh, John Greenberg at uh, The Athletic saying it's the big one, biggest one-year decrease in 30 years that he could find. Uh, average bleacher seats, according to Greenberg, last year 47 bucks, now 44 Terrace box, 74.68 down to 69.67. And guys, those are just if you're buying season tickets. Again, you start using that game time app that we got here. You're not paying those prices. No, right. So let the season ticket holders pay those prices and then slide in like Cody and get like two tickets for 40 bucks. Yeah. yeah game, game time. You make good point there, Luke. I'm yeah. just saying. Yeah. But at least Corey's tickets will finally go down yeah. for once. I mean, I'm not really too surprised that they're gone down. We talked about it earlier at the end of the year, right, where they announced that the lowest lowest uh, since 97 amount of money or right. the attendance or whatever. Smallest yeah. attendance. Which, smallest which you know that season. that's, like, bought tickets, too. Like, right. the, like that, that right, right, right. Yeah, it doesn't mean they not, came, showed yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. But right. so the average – There's yeah, a lot of season tickets that probably weren't even from the actual season. Yeah, the total level. attendance this year uh, – Oh, I have the Sox one. But I saw the Sox one pulled up. All right. And this year, Cubs had uh, 2.616 million um, you know, fans. And it, it was the, that was the announced attendance overall. Still ninth in baseball, Still ninth in way. baseball somehow. Which is wild. Um, but, yeah, which is wild. It's like your top ten attendance and still kind of complaining about, like, oh, it's a low attendance. But, yeah, I mean, last year you don't really count because for most of the year it was like 25% and 55% or 50% capacity. Um, obviously, 2020 didn't have any fans. But before that, yeah, you go back to 1997, they had 2,190,000. That's because of that. And that's like when you take into account like the 2012, 2013, 2014, like the rebuild years, mm-hmm. 2006, where they lost 96 games. Like it's to think that, that the Cubs this year drew less fans <laughs> than some of those teams. Like it's. Things were different back then. And like, and I know we use the cliche, it's different here, but like. All those years you just said, like, that was before they won the World Series. There's actual expectations from this fan base uh, to win. And, uh, you know, as much as I – one of the reasons why I grew up liking being a Cubs fan outside of the fact that it gives me lots of – it gave me a lot of pain was that people showed up no matter what. And as a kid, you always, like, took that as, like, a – you know, something to be proud of. You didn't think about the business side of it and, like, like how the team would – use that as a reason to maybe not invest in the team as much. But, you know, now that they've won the World Series in 16 and it's been six years and they had some winning years after that but didn't get all the way back. And, you know, with how things ended after – well, how things have gone, honestly, since the moment the U Darvish trade happened, a lot of people are still mad, man. So they're not going. <laughs> I got. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to be Uncle Buzzkill here, but I'm just going to throw out a scenario too. Are they lowering it for that reason? We we think that's the case. Like they're trying to draw in some more season ticket holders before the team gets good again, and then people are like, "Oh, I got my season tickets before." The, now now they start thinking about the next great Cubs team, and they got in early. But Greenberg was saying in his article on the Athletic that the next biggest drop that he'd seen in going back and look at season tickets, was 2013. And I was like, 2013? Aren't we supposed to think this is like 2014 or 15 now? 
Yeah. So it's, you know, we're expecting this big spend coming this off season. Does this signal that the Cubs are thinking they're more like they were last season was like 13 or are they thinking the money will be spent and you could be pushing towards a team that could be like 2014 or 15? Like, like am I saying, what I'm saying is, do they think the rebuild is a year back from what maybe Cubs fans are hopeful it, it is at this stage? I, I sure hope, hope not. I, I, I sure don't know. Hope not. I sure I, hope not. I, 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 Maybe that's a stretch, but I hope not. Yeah, I mean, my gut yeah. tells me that it, it it does have a little more to do with, you know, the the lowest obviously attendance numbers in twenty five yeah. years, where like Cody said, it's it's you know things changed after the World Series. Like fans aren't just gonna come to just go to Wrigley Field for the afternoon or for the night. Like fan Cubs fans want to see a winning team, and they want to if they're gonna pay. The prices that they pay to go to Wrigley Field for a game, the game day experience, like they're gonna, they want to see a winning team. Yeah. Like so, right. I think things things have I changed, also, and and you and also have to take in the fact that signing, even back the last offseason, signing Marcus Stroman and Seiya Suzuki, signing them then, and if you really didn't think you were gonna be trying to put something together for 2023, then why did you do that to begin with? Right, you, right, or was it just to going? try and Other sell than, any tickets? Right, unless you're just trying to sell tickets and like, you know, I just don't think those guys drive the ticket price enough that right. people be like, you know what, I am, I am if, getting. If they were really about yeah. trying to driving the tickets up or trying to get people to buy tickets, then yeah, they would have signed Correa. You know what I mean? But yeah, you want to sell it out? Go sign Correa yeah. and Judge. So like, to He'll me, sell it out. Yeah. To me, the way I look at it, it's like, you know, why? And that's why I was a little bit more hopeful than the rest of us going into the years. Like, why would you sign Stroman and Seiya Suzuki if you weren't trying to at least be a competitive team out there? So, yeah, I mean, again, I just – I hope I hope they see this as, like, next season could be some, some sort of 2015-like season. Maybe not win 97 games, but, you know, 85? I'll take that. Hey, I mean, you, you see what – and I know we're going to talk about the playoffs here in a sec, but you see what the Phillies have done. I mean, snuck into the playoffs and they're ahead. Expanded playoffs, too. And they're swept ahead. by the Cubs. Yeah, yeah, swept by the Cubs. Sneak into the playoffs. And right. and they're they're up in the NLCS right now. Right. Like, that when doesn't you, make it, any sense. It just like get when in you, and you never you, know. Yeah, right. you get in, you give yourself a shot. So I, I don't see it as, like, again, like, I don't expect the Cubs to spend every dollar they can up to a luxury tax this offseason. But like if they they there's a very realistic they, scenario where they can put on an on paper team together that can win, you know, on paper like 85, 86, 87 wins. And well, I then, hope they don't spend up to the luxury tax. No, they shouldn't. They I should I hope they don't do that. I I want them to spend. They need they need to get some 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 star power in here, right? But yeah, like you when you we saw what with how they did from 15 to 16 after the 15 season, they that's when they spent really big, right? Yeah. yeah. Going going into the World Series year. And so, like, I'd rather them spend some here, make some, some maybe some trades that maybe us as a fan base don't see as significant, but solid, you know, and then, you know, go into next year and, and, and hope and pray that it works out. But, yeah, they got to spend, but, yeah, no luxury tax. Not up to luxury tax yet. Oh, man, the next couple months are going to be interesting yeah. for Cubs yeah. fans and for the Cubs All in general. All of us are ready for the postseason to be over, to be honest with you. Like, no, I'm not talking speaking for you guys, but I am. I'm, I'm, I'm over it. I'm ready for it to be over so we can just get to it. It has been ah. fun, though. The game's no, been enjoy- fun. I'm enjoying the playoffs. Did, I am not. How did, you, how, did you feel about, <laughs> how did you feel about Schwarber versus Darvish? It was it was a good matchup. It's and not like watching Rizzo celebrate. Cub on, former Cub on former Cub crime. Yeah, that what ball. A, what a home run! That ball's still going. <laughs> I'm happy <laughs> I saw it live. I'm like, because Bryce Harper's face was probably, unbelievable, probably pretty similar to me. Yeah. Like at, at watching it, it was like lately, it was the hardest hit home run in postseason history. 120 miles an hour exit velocity since they've been calculating since that cast, since Statscast, like cast, right? Yeah. Right, but still, okay. Since the Cubs got good, yeah. that was so. Then that Im- yeah. immediately my head goes to the sh- the Schwarboard one. You know, I don't know what yeah. the exit velo on that was, but that was one of the hardest hit baseballs I've right. ever seen. And to think this was actually you got, hit harder and further, whoa! You got the same type of reaction from uh, from the video board one too. If you were, if you watch it back when he hits it, there's a 
get like they're, they're they pan to the stands and there's this one guy with just this insane reaction. Like it's just some random yeah. fan, but like he is he's having a me like reaction, <laughs> right? Like I I just that's what I remember the most because like obviously he hits it, it's insane, and Wrigley Field is just ex- about to fall down because yeah. the, the the stadium is shaking. But they like there's one particular fan in that crowd that you can recognize, and he is just he he is having the best moment of his life during that, and that's kind of like what Bryce Harper's reaction yeah. kind of sim- was kind of similar. Yeah. By it's, the way, 112, 100, 112 on the scoreboard per hour exit velocity, the scoreboard. So eight miles an hour more. Well, I was and yesterday I'm like, Dang. it felt like it was hit so. Like it got out of there so fast. Like it was no a scud. Re- mi- it was a scud missile. Like it never arced down. <laughs> like no one reacted. Like right away. Like when when he hit <laughs> yeah. the shore, I was like ah. Like it just felt like no one reacted just because like the ball left the bat so hard, like so fast. No one had time to react. Like that was, it was he's, nuts. He's just, man. I I tell you, the first thing I thought of really when I saw it was the shoreboard, and the second thing I thought of was, how did they let him walk? I, and yeah. it don't don't at me on Twitter about the nonsense with. Patrick Wisdom's the same guy, and he strikes out too much, and his batting average is this. That's the value. They have Bryce Harper, and Bryce Harper's watching Schwarber and jumping on his shoulders. Yeah, That's, that's the type of guy, I don't care how many times he strikes out, and I know how many times we were frustrated by his strikeouts in a Cubs uniform at the end. Yeah. But he can also do that, and when he's at his best... He is a guy that an entire franchise and fan base will rally around because of that type of unbelievable athletic ability yeah. when, it, when it comes through for him, right? Like, mm-hmm. I mean, he's just, uh, it's like com- coming back from the ACL the same season that he tore it to play in the World Series. Guys don't do that. I mean, we're talking about Zach Levine missing opening night he, right, I mean, it, like that, it was Schwar- Schwarber is he for all his strikeouts and them choosing him to be the first guy to kind of let walk away and basically get nothing. He has an aura around him that the other, no matter even if they were better players, that the other Cubs guys didn't have. He had he had that um, high ceiling that even even Chris Bryant with his great first and second season didn't have like Schwarber just had this like type of thing where people write about it for years later like this guy walked on and it's why people were saying like Schwarbino at first yeah yeah, yeah no I, I I I I I'm pretty torn between the entire that that entire situation I mean I think is you know everyone wants to yell about him hitting above the men barely above the Mendoza line well when with the shift being gone next year, if he's hitting above 250, then you, then I have proved that will have proven my point about why his batting average is so well. Yeah, he strikes out. Everyone strikes out, but man, during his time with the Cubs, it felt like he hit so many rockets into the shift, and it was just so agonizing sometimes because I was one of the, felt like I was one of his biggest defenders because he'd hit the he would hit the ball hard. Yeah. We we, we <laughs> saw it last night. He hits the ball hard, uh, but. Yeah, no, I, and I, I, I see know. the chat. I see Dub saying we. Did. I'm not saying you needed him this season, and Jack. I'm not saying that they wouldn't have traded him the off season. I'm saying they would have gotten something for him. Yeah, yeah. They would have something to show for Schwarber, and I do think on the quote unquote next great Cubs team with a DH and no shift, I would have been able to put up with another eh year, even if that's what happened this year with Schwarber. Right. Yeah, but at the time, I, I, I can't see that as, like, a knock against the, the decision. Like, I don't – again, I, I agree, like, they should have – Should have got like something. non-tendering him yes. was, was, it was a mistake. But I don't see, like, the – you can't – there's no way to have known that the shift – I guess the DH was probably a little more likely, but the shift going away, like, you never really – they didn't they, – there's no way they – there's no way to know at that point that that was going to come, you know, two, two, three years later. So yeah, I can't use about, that as a knock. Everyone talks about Darvish, like, that trade being, like, a salary dump. Schwarber, every, oh, the, the longer it goes on, the more it feels like that was more of a salary dump than just them not believing in him. And and they, and also just that they they knew they had to show the fan base that they were changing something and breaking up with part of the core, and it was like, 
All right, let, let's make it Schwarber. I just think with the injury yeah, and the way they got, do that, I, you got to trade and get some guys who are gonna who are gonna be able to impact your team immediately. Well, the Darvish trade weren't. Owen Casey looks like the only one right now that might be something. I have some hope for Preciado, maybe, but like Casey is like nineteen or twenty years old and, yeah, and spent the entire year away. in South Bend, right? Like, <laughs> like that, that's the difference. If you were going to do like I was, I was always on board for the Cubs to make changes, especially after the eighteen season, after the offense broke. Yeah, yeah I was definitely, I was definitely, I, get it. I was definitely on board for them to make a trade, especially because the farm system wasn't. What we what it is now, especially, but they didn't. They signed Daniel Descalso, and then we get the same thing in 2019, and then you do nothing again, and then you luck out, and it's not even luck out. It's more of Ben Zobers has this bullshit with his wife, and you sign Kimbrel during the 19 season, and which is fine, but like that's only because Ben Zobers left. It was just so like the way that the Cubs really just hurt themselves during that time period is what. Honestly, what makes me more mad about everything that has to do with Schwarber and Darvish, uh, that then leads me going down the path of the other three guys. Dubs, Dubs said he was being sarcastic, so he's on board with the whole thing. And yeah. I, it's just, it, I want He's literally he the one, th- one of the main things they really could have used this year. They really needed a power, power lefty bat. Yeah, exactly. They don't have any lefty bats, and then they didn't have a lot of power. If you would have just had that then maybe the team wins at least 10 more games. And I saw, I know I understand uh, I'm being slightly unrealistic. I know 10's a ten, lot. I'm ten's, just spitballing. 10's very unrealistic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, I, I'm slightly unrealistic because I know, like, maybe some of those one-run losses. I got losses a little, go I got a little Cody in me when it comes to Schwarber. Mm-hmm. Like, he's my favorite guy from that group, right? Yeah. It's, not, it's not Rizzo. It's not Bryant. It's not Javi. I liked all those guys. But Schwarber, for me, was the guy. Was, I was just hoping he was going to become the greatest hitter in Cubs history. Yeah, I, I, he was easy to and, like. And, yeah. and now you see him fitting even more than Rizzo in New York. Like Rizzo's fitting in with New York and they like him and I see him do well and I feel good for him. Great. But you see Schwarber in Philly even more than Boston and he's fitting in with that fan base. Like their Wawa is like their 7-Eleven or whatever there and they got Schwarbfest going on for <laughs> hoagie deals. And, you know, yeah. he's just he's. So when he has a likable guy like he's Cody. He's super, like he's, he's super and likable. He's, the last couple of years, I mean, he's all-star, great. two straight years, like he's bounced back because that, that 2020 season was bad. Yeah. Like he he was a non-tender candidate for a reason. Like it was a bad year. But he's bounced back with two all-star years. And, you know, I don't know. Maybe the Cubs end up regretting, like, again, not – I mean, that's, again, that's it's a mistake. Honest- I, 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 I'm saying that they should have tendered him a contract. But right. they, he, he may be the guy that they regret – letting or letting get away most out of that entire core yeah i mean i think it's, it's leaning more and more that way right yeah yeah by Absolutely. the way it should be and i don't care if he hit like 210 or whatever the dude hit almost 50 homers and it, his on his ops was was great like I, I that's literally all you ask for a guy like that and again with the shift being gone next year that guy's gonna get so many more hits and people will stop complaining about uh, how he hits 210. I, that's honestly what I look forward to the most is when people stop saying, oh, he hits like 200. And it's like, you're a moron. Like, <laughs> we are in the freaking age of the goddamn shift. Is the shift is literally the reason the guy hits like 210. It's the same thing with Anthony Rizzo, too. Both their ad- batting averages, I guarantee, I guarantee will go up at least 20 points next year. At least. Led the National League in home runs. In a season where people aren't hitting home runs, he hit a crap load of them. Yeah. Like, he, there's something there. Yankees-Astros, so you're finally getting the return of the trash can series. I do like the drama behind this. I just can't decide, am I, am I still rooting for the Astros just because I'd like to see Dusty win, but I hate the Astros, or the Yankees, who I've never really liked because I'd like to see the Astros lose and Riz... I, I don't like either side, but it is going to be uh, very tense. Like, will they continue the Who's Your Daddy? Because the Who's <laughs> the Who's Your Daddy thing has become my favorite part of the post the whole season so far. Was was a goofball saying Who's Your Daddy rounding the bases and then having to yeah, eat Taylor. it the next day yeah. or two days later. Yeah, um, I'm still rooting for Dusty. I 
you know, I, I, I cheating regardless. I mean, Dusty wasn't around for that. Most of the people on no, that no, team no, yeah, weren't. Um, but people are still going to hate the Astros because of it. But, you know, Dusty, and I think he won a ring as a player. Yeah. But he's been managing for 30 years, has not won a ring. Time. He's gotten close multiple times, hasn't done it. Um, you know, he's, he's probably probably getting getting close to the end of his own managerial career. I'd like to see him win one before it's all, all said and done. Yeah, I've... I'm going to cheer for the Astros. I can't take Anthony Rizzo winning any more playoff games not in a Cubs uniform. I can't do it. It's already bad enough seeing him hit homers with the Yankees in the postseason. Now I have to see pictures of him pouring champagne on people and him getting poured champagne on. I can't take it. It's, it's, it's worse than having to watch the Cardinals celebrate anything. It's, it's honestly worse than, than that, and that's saying something coming from me. I can't take it. Of all of them that are gone – I could take all the rest of them having success and doing well in the postseason. I cannot take it. And it's not because I don't like him. It has everything to do with the fact that he's just a big part of my Cubs phantom. And it just it, – it, it makes me sad and miserable. I'm surprised that – so that would make you more sad than to have seen, like, Yachty and Pujols go out with the World Series this year. Yeah. Wow. To see, to see, Rizzo, oh, to, to see Rizzo win a World Series with another team – for people to see, like, and more for, than Schwarber, for, if he for, wins it with the Phillies, for people like the way I think about it is, if they get, if he wins the World Series with the Yankees or whoever it is down the road, yeah. and it's not with the Cubs, people might one day look at him and be like, oh, Anthony Rizzo, World Series champion with Yankees and not the Cubs, and like, I don't want uh, that. No, I don't I, want I that. I disagree. He, they broke the curse. Like, I don't care. It's no. all yeah, about reasons. It's it, all about what he did and at the end of the year. How long he'd be with the Yankees? No, I don't. I. I I don't see that. Uh, he was with the Cubs for nine years. Like, Ten years. Yeah, I, think it's I, I, I don't. I don't see that happening. I think I, people will forget uh, Schwarber with the Cubs. Yeah. He keep if he if he takes the Phillies to the World Series, and he starts and hits more home runs like that, people may forget the the Cubs part. I don't. I don't see the people Cubs forgetting. Fans won't, but I just don't. I guess the, it's the not the that big I don't guys. think people will forget it. I just think people will. Will associate, associate yeah, right, right, right. That, that's that's uh, more of what I'm saying. They will associate Rizzo with whoever it is that he's winning I still, playoff series or World Series. I, with whatever. I still don't think that because he was the face of the Cubs and Rizzo is like the fourth face of the Yankees right now. Like I, I don't see that. I don't. I don't see him ever. If you like, you know, I'm not saying he's a Hall of Famer, but if that happens at the end of his career, I see him going in as a Cub. If the if the Yankees lose, does it make? them more or less likely or no impact at all on giving Judge the huge contract? Does, does, lose? Lo- does, does losing push them towards being like, well, that wasn't worth the money. He hit all the home runs. We didn't win. I would no. say if they would have lost to the Guardians, maybe. But I think no imp- So no impact at all. I don't right now, no. The yeah, I agree. The we'll see, we'll <laughs> see what, we'll no, see what I they agree. do against the Astros. I do like the the rumors that are, getting, that are coming out real re- re- Regarding Aaron Judge, though, about like who will be in com- competition with the Yankees for him, I do like to hear about those. But no, I mean, I don't think it matters in in general. But I don't know the Yankees. They just they like I understand they're the Yankees. They they pay for whatever. But outside of Garrett Cole in recent years, man, like they haven't, they haven't really been doing that. They 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 aren't the Yankees of like when I was a kid when they paid a Rod and they paid all these other dudes. Like to come there, like, I again, I could see, I obviously could see him back there, but I, I don't know. Like, well, I, I feel like, I feel like, they could, they, they could, they could move on and you know do something else. I don't know, sign someone else. But again, remember they wanted, they wanted, they wanted Freddie Freeman, and then they, they didn't do whatever it took to get him, and like that's, that's like what they're known for. I mean, they. Like people, Yankee fans they, were upset that they, they got Rizzo, that they got Rizzo as a consolation prize. Yes, they were. They they swung the deal for Stanton a few years back and then gave him a fat contract. Judge like he already had the fat tr- contract. Yeah, it was that that what it was. But they I mean they brought in a guy that okay yeah, that's what fair. they did with A Rod. Um, that, uh, that was also like Garrett Cole. We already talked about ago. we already talked yeah. about the the fat contract he got. I mean Judge came through the system so it's not like they had to go out and get the superstar sixty two home run guy. I don't know. I, I, you just look. I, the, 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 to me, the Yankees, the money is never a problem. For, the for sure. I'm not, not, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying the money leaving. is a problem. I'm saying the way that their front office is, is operating. 
I think they want to go more so through their own system to bring up their own guys. And if they want to pay them, they will. I just don't think that they're going to do whatever it takes anymore to go get, like didn't do whatever it took to get Juan Soto. And, you know, we'll see. Will they try and get a guy like Otani this offseason if they don't win the World Series? Like, those are things that when we were kids, Ryan, they were the ones that were always doing stuff like that. And, like, in recent years, they, they aren't doing that in terms of free agent signings at least. Yeah, I mean, I I, 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 still, I still don't think Judge leaves New York. I don't, I don't, I don't think he leaves the and Bronx. And I don't. And again, I don't think well, money. I don't, I don't think it's he a pipe dream. I don't, I don't think, think he leaves money. New York, but he's definitely. I don't think he's yes. leaving the Bronx, but definitely not New York. I don't, I don't think the money is ever going to be a problem with them. It's more of just how I view how their front office thinks. Yeah. That's 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 the basis of it. They um, should pay what they should pay Aaron Judge whatever they they should. Yeah, <laughs> and I imagine that they will. Man, but he'd look good in a Cubs uniform. Uh, you know what look, would look good with a Cubs uniform? Shady Rays. Shady Rays. Oh, That's put true. those Shady Rays on. Yeah, I wonder. I wonder. You know, Shady Rays on whenever Rizzo's up at the plate and he's about to win the ALCS with with the Yankees. Put them on. That heavily tinted Shady Rays, so you can't maybe see it as well. So you indoors. can't see it. Yeah. yeah. What if there's like a, a, a you know the shadow or like the sun's beating down like next year and you, you look at like Saya in right field, all of a sudden they do a close up and he's got Shady Rays sunglasses on. Flip. The old flip downs where the outfielders used to take uh-huh. them, flip them down real yeah. quick. The flip down yeah. Shady Rays. I don't think they make those, but we could ask. Yeah. So Shady Rays, they never understood why sunglasses were so expensive, so they set out to change it. You don't have to break the bank for quality sunglasses this fall because our friends at Shady Rays have you covered. Shady Rays are premium polarized shades featuring world-class optical clarity, substantial durability, and styles catered to everyone and every lifestyle. The best part about Shady Rays, they have the most insane protection program in all of eyewear, lost and broken replacements. If you lose or break your shades on day one, they told us that they will send you a brand new pair, no questions asked, dropped in a lake, like if you're going fishing, mm-hmm. like yeah. Luke. Is that, did that <laughs> happen, or is that happening soon? Have I ever dropped sunglasses in No, 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 you said lake? you were going no, fishing. No, I'm not going like anytime that? soon, although okay. this is like, if you're going for big walleyes or musky okay. or something, this, this, is is the fall, this is fall season. This is where you get the big ones, but you got to be willing to like, Reel in a frozen line, and that's I'm a little yeah, past there that. There you go. So if you if you drop them in a lake, you drop them off a cliff, you're hiking or so, for yeah. some reason, um, anything you do, they'll replace them. So even with that strong of a protection program, they still manage to make quality that I can tell you holding in my hand seems just as good as any expensive pair that I've ever worn. Shady Rays customers seem to agree. Over 200,000 five-star reviews. Shady Rays also provides 10 meals to fight hunger in America with every order placed and have donated over 20 million meals to date. They stand behind their product and told our team that if anyone has a problem, they throw profit out the window and do what it takes to get it right. Free returns and exchanges. You either love the shades or Shady Rays will pay to ship them back. That's it. And now, exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays is running their deepest deal of the season. Use code CHGO for 50% off two or more pairs at ShadyRays.com. Buy one, get one free. That's a great deal. That is an amazing deal. You get two pairs for as low as $54. Redeem only at ShadyRays.com, where you can find all their newest and best shades. Dub says we could uh, go ice fishing in Minnesota. It's Dub's, man. Again, like I'm more likely to, no postseason now, jump in a car and go looking for big walleyes right now than I am ice fishing. It's one of the types of fishing that I've never, it doesn't interest me. Sitting on a frozen bucket, even in the warm shacks, I don't want to stick my hand into a lake that's like, no, no, I'm I'm good. I can't, I can't, I like fishing, but not that much. What I do like is Pins and Aces, the official golf apparel partner of CHGO. We love our Pins and Aces gear, get tons of compliments on and off the golf course. A family-owned golf and apparel business. They make amazing polos, hats, golf bags, even our favorite beer sleeve, an innovative product that allows you to store seven beers inside your golf bag and keep those drinks cold the entire round. Check out pinsandaces.com. Use the code CHGO to receive 15% off your first order and get free shipping. That's pinsandaces.com. Uh, this uh, time of year, I'm into the hot chocolate with the little peppermint schnapps if I'm doing something outside. I know maybe that's... Not the coolest drink. A little peppermint flavor in your hot chocolate. Something wrong with that. Like the and hot cider. That. You know, the, hot what are those things uh, during, uh, like, the holiday season? They have it out in Gallagher Way, and then they have it somewhere downtown, I think. What's I it know. called? The, they have it um, over, at, uh, like, by the Bean. The Spirit. Yeah, yeah, the outdoor yeah, yeah. Spirit Halloween store? No, no, no. I'm talking <laughs> about during the holiday season. You're not talking Christmas Kindle? 
Yeah. Oh, yeah, you're talking yeah. about Christmas oh. Kindle, like there, when they come what, in with the German there's like a There's like a, yeah, yeah. like an apple cider type thing. Okay. Yeah, it's across from Channel 2. It's like right by the Picasso. They have yeah. Christmas Kindle every year. They do it at Right, and they do one at, at Wrigleyville yeah, now. Yeah, There's like some drink there, though. Wassel. I don't know. Warm wassel, I believe little, they call it. There might be alcohol in it, too, which is yeah. cool. Oh, yeah, there is. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah when I think of that, you're, you're talking about during like the fall or cold season. like Right. It's a little bit colder then, but yeah. Yeah, you make those warm. If you take apple cider and you put it on the stove and you warm it up a little bit, and then you take a little cinnamon and or just a splash of peach schnapps, warm that up, throw some cinnamon sticks in there. Some cloves. Cloves, real good. Real good. That'll keep you warm. Just take a beer. (laughs) Ryan's a beer guy, see? Uh, Hot toddy. Dubs likes a hot toddy. So, I was while we were doing the ads, I was scrolling the timeline and uh, I saw from our friends over at Bleacher Nation. They, in one of their blogs, they linked an article out of Japan about Kodai Senga. Mm-hmm. Apparently, the Cubs have shown interest in him, and I know we've talked about him a little bit, and yeah. like he's kind of been linked with the Cubs all year, honestly. Yeah, yeah. But he did just announce like a few days ago that he was going to definitely. Well, I don't know what the term is, but like opt out of whatever in Japan. I think he's just like a free agent. However, Um, like they have the posting system. He's going to exercise his overseas free agent rights. That's what he's doing. So, uh, yeah, no, apparently the Red Sox and Cubs are the teams that are interested in him as of right now. Cool. I'm sure we'll get more into that. We could definitely get more into that. They say that his fastball gets up to 102, so I'm just Okay, I'm in on that. I'm in. I like that part. Yeah. All right, report Raids. card time, right? We're going back report to the report cards. Report cards. And uh, Mr. Ian Happ. Let's do him first. Uh, Cody, you want to go for your grades for? Yeah, let's do Ian Happer. Happ. We're doing Ian Happ. Um, we got to make Mark sure. Mark Leiter Jr. On the, on the graphic there, but, uh, you know, good try, guys. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm so well, sorry, no, Happ, guys. Happ, oh. Happ could be a guy to throw. Yeah, maybe, like we maybe could do an a pitcher, right? We, you uh, never know. There could be. There could be one of those games next year where we get yeah. half. I uh, literally cut his graphic and everything, and I never switched it. I'm uh, so sorry. That's I'm okay. so sorry. Oh, Sarah. It's been it's a couple okay. weeks. It's okay. Oh, my goodness. Um, what are we going to do with you? So, I think I said That's last week. That's what happens week. when Candace is good at football. You just you get distracted. Mm, yeah. Well, they're, nah, I'm not Sean, the VR report card is still coming. Yeah. 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 You can imagine okay. the grades. Sorry. <laughs> it's, go- it's all good. We're having fun here. Um, so I know last week I said that Nico's probably the only guy I'd give an A to, but then I wasn't thinking about Ian Happ, and there's no way that I feel like I can't give Ian Happ an A for this season. He had his best year of his career. He made the all-star team, and even though I don't really, like, um, put a lot of credit into that, it's still something that you that he did, and he wasn't even voted for it. It was the play, like players or coaches, whoever, who decided it wasn't a starter. He deserved it. He deserved the all-star nod. He had... You know, we've talked about him being in the all uh, or not in the all but the gold glove for left field race. Mm-hmm. Um, and, again, he had his best offensive season. Yeah, the, the power took a dip, in, in my opinion. Um, so, but, again, he put together a full year. And I think to me, like me and Luke have said it many times, like we thought maybe he would not even get tenor to contract. Um, so we thought he, he might get Schwarbered. Yeah, yeah, so a year I got like yeah, so like his last mm-hmm. July, like right. Was, so like the way that you know I've been looking at things is like my expectations going into the year, and like I didn't expect this kind of year for me and Hap at all. He completely surpassed any expectation I had for him, and not only did he do that, but he had a really good season. It wasn't his fault that the team was not good. Oh. Um, and he, you know, he loves being here, and I think I'm just adding that in even more to an A because. There, there could have been every reason for him to want out, for sure. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I give the guy an A. The guy was great. I, there's nothing you can say about it, in my opinion. You know, if you want to get down to the nitty-gritty on his offensive numbers, I guess, maybe. I know Ryan's going to do that because he looked at me weird when I said that he had the best offensive year yeah. of his year or of his career. But, I don't know. We're talking about Delmetrics here. And to me, he gets an A. Kalata said we're the nice teacher in first grade. Everyone I saw gets that. A's. No, no, Kalata. You just yeah. you just wait. We you haven't hit wait. some of the guys. Yeah, I gave Madrigal an F yesterday. So some, get out of here. There's some F's coming for me. <laughs> oh, there's there some are, F's coming. Ian are. Hap's not an F. 
<laughs> we haven't gotten down no. to the nitty gritty yet. Like there's no, there's there's a lot of of other ones. Andrelton Simmons will not be getting a passing grade from me. <laughs> Jonathan VR will not get a passing grade. I just love uh, how yesterday I for Joey didn't he I put an F for him, but then he put pass. He still had pass, he still had pass <laughs> on the graphics. I was like, that's not passing, brother. No, no. <laughs> I wish an F was passing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, so my turn, I guess. Yeah, go yeah. ahead. Um, yeah. So I had with Hap, still kept them at an A minus overall. It's, wait, what is what is this? Stuff and results. This is lighter. This is still lighter. Okay. Well, his defense, I gave him an A. And his uh, offense, I gave him a B. Yeah, this. Is, do you have another graphic? Uh, Ian Hap's report card. So is you have on the grades the, right, but it's it's yeah, the format for the pitching guys. Uh, for for the offensive guys like Hap, it'll be offense, defense, overall. For the yep. pitching guys, the template is. Uh, results, stuff adjustments, and overall. Yeah. So, so there's two Hap, different templates. So, Hap, I, I, yeah, I went uh, B on offense, A defense, A minus overall. Um, yeah, Cody, you said his best offense this season. I, I can't say that specifically. I mean, if you just look at some of the numbers, especially WRC plus, it's not. Um, I will say it was his most consistent season. There was he, you know, he had. I mean, Jed said it at his presser last week that, you know, his career before this year was marked with a lot of high highs or really high highs and really low lows. That didn't really happen this year. It was a lot more consistent. You know, first half, he finished with like a 128 WRC plus. End of the season, it dropped a little bit, but it was still at 120, which is still a good offensive year. And it just wasn't, you know, it, it wasn't like a breakout year. I don't know if I, I would say. I mean, he had a, he definitely deserved the all-star Not, I'll give him that. Um, but I, I think what really, really stood out to me was his defense. And that's why I gave him an A on that because you didn't really know what you had with him in left field. You didn't, I mean, he wasn't uh, an all world's defender in center field. I mean, he played infield at various points in his career. Um, he found a home in left field, which, you know, it's not maybe it's a low level below how hard it is to play in right field, but left field right there with the wall, how close it is, it's still not easy to play. Made it's some tricky. great catches. It's tricky. Made some fabulous catches. Um, you look at his, his, his numbers, I mean, defensive runs saved. I think last time I looked, he was like second in the National League among left fielders. Uh, he ended up with, if I could find it, 13 defensive runs saved this season. Um, very squarely in the gold glove conversation. And, and I wouldn't be surprised to see him win it. Like that's, you, I don't know who could have expected that from Hat this year. Definitely not me. Um, but he proved a lot of people wrong as far as his ability to play left field every on an everyday basis. Um, so he, I mean, that was, yeah, he got an A. I mean, and B, I mean, he had, he, he didn't have in a lot of categories his best best numbers in a season. He had his highest average uh, and his lowest strikeout rate, but his, his, you know, isolated power was as low as it's been in his career. Um, you know, weighted on base average was, Probably like I think it was like fourth, fourth or fifth best in his career. Um, slugging was down, of course. I mean, he hit a lot of doubles, but that was a drop in home runs. Um, I just I want I wanted to see more after that really good first half, and I don't think that I did. Um, but that's not to say he can't pick it back up. I, I I appreciate what he did over the off season and and you know last two months of last season, but then this off season to really work on you know the strikeouts because. The strikeouts were yeah, pretty high like before that. And I think he's still I think he's a little bit better than league average uh his strikeout rate this season. Um so it, it's improving and I just I I wanted to see a little more after how, the first half that he put together. Um he didn't sink at all. It just wasn't like okay, this guy is is having the best year of his career. Um it it certainly looks that way, but it's like I don't know. It didn't blow me away, I guess. Offensively, defensively again, he had a great year. Um, but I don't know that it felt like, felt like B, B, B plus range, like high B range, uh, is what, what, what it felt like to me. I, I agree. And I think maybe the second half, you can factor a little bit of what I was talking about with Wilson Contreras a couple of days ago. Like if there's another guy that felt that pressure of the trade deadline and not being a cub for the rest of his career, that that very well could be Ian Happ. Like you saw him meeting with Bleacher Jeff and other guys in in the outfield, and and 
really actually just getting emotional about the trade deadline as it was coming up. So to think that that factored into the second half of the season, very possible. Uh, he did have a chance to go great half of a season into another great half of a season. He had a chance to do three of them in a row, right? Which now you're talking about a sample size where you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And you're right. The numbers dropped down a little bit. I was a little disappointed that the power, you know, he went from 25 to like 17 in home runs from last year. But I, I wonder if the Cubs are okay with that because it was, there wasn't a high, high and a low, low. Are you okay with a little, a little bit less power if you get more consistency at the plate? And I kind of feel like on this team, if you add those power guys, you may be okay with that out of Hap, right? Like the yeah. just getting on base and, and playing good outfield. I couldn't give him a better grade than I gave Nico Horner, and I couldn't give him a better grade than I gave Wilson Contreras, but I could give him the same grade. I think those are my three highest position player grades um, because I think they all performed at a high level um, for different reasons. All three of them did it under a high degree of stress. Uh, like Nico Horner, not Wilson, but like Nico Horner, I think Hap had that kind of, hey, this is, this is prove-it time in your major league career. Like, if you want to be around for a long time, it's time to now show why you were a first-round pick and get that consistency. So my overall grade was just like the other two guys, B+. I think he had a great season. I don't know if that's going to lead to him being a long-term piece yeah. of the Cubs. I just, I just don't. Like, I don't, I don't know how bold they're thinking in the offseason. Could I see Ian Happ being a guy that's included in a deal because he has the rest of next year left? I do, because I think other teams will see some value in him. But I also I also give him some credit for not necessarily wanting to be here, but for the leadership value of it. Like, yeah. I, I think he's very clearly become, um, despite the fact that he's not necessarily a superstar, he is a very solid, if not solid, slash plus, major league baseball player. Yeah, I mean, he's vocal. Um, he's got that, you know, that first locker when he turned left into the clubhouse. Like he's got that locker. Right. Well, what else do you want? Uh, I mean, out he's, of him, a right? Power. He's, he's a player rep. Like yep. he's well respected. So I, I, as far as leadership goes, like that's that. I think that's another reason why I was like, yeah, a minus. Like, mm -hmm. like he again, I give my offensive and defensive grades, but then you take into other things into account. Like he, like he stepped up into into a bigger role uh, after those guys were traded, and I think he kind of thrives in that role. Um, he knows the game. He understands the game. Um, he understands, you know, team building. He understands, you know, how to take, you know, Jed mentioned, like, as soon as, say, I got here, Hap kind of took him under his wing. Um, that's another thing that just, you know, bumps his grade up is that the leadership role. I'm very curious to see what Michael Culotta would grade yeah, Michael, Ian Hap's season. Yeah, anybody in the know, chat, Michael. what grade would you give Ian Hap overall? What would you grade his offense? What would you grade his defense? Yeah. And what would you grade him overall? Like, I'm not saying the Cubs had this great offensive season, but do I think Ian Happ is better than just a passing grade this season? Yeah, I think he was a deserving all-star, and he might win a gold glove in left. Yeah. Or he mm -hmm. might, at worst case, he's going to finish second in the gold glove in left field. Do I think that means he's an A-plus outfielder based on other major leaguers? No, but I would say he was... Easily their best outfielder this season. He was better. He was better yeah. than Saya. He was better than Saya for sure. I'd agree. All right. Well, maybe I maybe I overreacted, <laughs> but I mean, I got I look at it the way I did. You guys look at it the way Ryan looked at it the way he did. Fine. I don't care. We got a lot of B pluses. <laughs> Sean, Nathan, yeah. B plus. That's exactly the overall grade. I, Dubs is saying B, B plus. I I can argue with like B. I see that grade. I see B. I can see I just A minus look at what, from what we saw and yeah. what we expected. And that's why I yeah. think that he over exceeded anything that we ever thought and he looked like a guy that you actually want to build around yeah and maybe Jet, not a cornerstone piece but right. you could see him being but he could be a pillar yeah a pillar of one of the 
six pillars. You know what I mean? He can be a, he can yeah. be a foundation piece. Yeah, yeah. a little foundation. You know what he I mean? can be in the foundation because yeah, like, he does it no the right way, too. No one thought that. No one thought that Goldman coming into this yeah. year. You know what? So. He, could, he could be the initials in the wet cement. And yeah. all, you know, <laughs> even I was even still weary when he became an all-star. I was like, can you do it for a full year? He did. Like, fine. Like, the advanced stats and the home runs, whatever, like, they won a lot. The games that they did win, a lot of them were because of him. And whether he's hitting homers or not, but just getting on base, like, that's why I love him. He's just getting on base. So, What about what Sean says? You can win with what Ian gave you this year, but he couldn't be a cornerstone guy if this was, like, what he was giving you. I, 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 can, I can get on board with that. Yeah. I mean, I... I just think that DH really opens up the opportunity for them to have more power. That way you can afford to have Ian Happ in left field if he isn't going to hit 30 bombs for you. And the, you switch hit, I mean? the switch hitting gives you great value. Like, for sure. Oh, yeah. Man, and he had the his best year I'll ever yeah. hitting as a right yeah, sure. Right? That's why I tried to trade him with wisdom because he, <laughs> I, at the time I thought they were trading him regardless. Yeah. And that's... There's value in that type of player. Yeah, right. We're Maybe see. not like we, we got to do Mark Ladder Jr., guys. Right. We, right, we right. got to get to this. Let's do your DraftKings pick of the week, though, <laughs> Cody. What, oh. what is your big DraftKings pick of the week? What are you All thinking right. for? So uh, I gave this out on CHGO Bets Daily yesterday um, with, the, with the NBA season coming up. Uh, I gave a same game parlay that I'm doing tonight, and it is. Nikola Vucevic, 10-plus rebounds. Patrick Williams, 1-plus blocks. Kyle Lowry, under 10.5 points. And Iodesumu, 1-plus steals. That's at plus 950. And if you opt in on one of the boosts that they have, I think they have a 50% profit boost. If you use that, it goes from plus 950 to plus 1425. And I'm feeling pretty good about it. With uh, Zach Levine being out, which means uh, there's going to be a lot more bricks for a little, for Vucevic to grab. Patrick Williams is going to be a lot more active because he's going to have to be off. He's going to have Better to be. do more. Um, and I would assume he's a really good defender. So I think he's going to be on Kyle Lowry all night. And Wait, you forgot to say CHGOs. CHGOs, I would assume, I would assume yeah. yes. Thank you. He's, gonna, he's a good defender, so I like the steals, and I think he's going to hold Kyle Lowry under 11 points. So, right. There you go. You heard uh, it here first. Yeah. I would not bet Bulls plus seven and a half with Levine being out. No. But if you want to get real, real juicy and just, you know, ride the wave of just being a, a, a Bulls fan, be my guess. But that's my parlay. <laughs> I mean, I'm surprised it hasn't gone up the spread since. Yeah, I was surprised now. to log on and see, like, I, if anything, take the heat now. Yeah. I can see it increasing as more people look at the markets I'm just, as the day goes on. Yeah, I'm not a guy that can – I don't bet against my team. I just I, – I leave it alone and watch the game. Well, when you're – when you're miserable like me, Ryan, you find a way to, to bet on bet on your favorite teams and <laughs> no. you just bet against them all the time. What's the over-under <laughs> on Jimmy Bucket's points tonight? I did not look, but uh, it is the Jimmy Butler revenge game. So, yeah, you know, I, maybe, I would, may, whatever it might be, I think I'd go over. Yeah. All right. Uh, here we finally get into it. We tried to get to Mark Leiter Jr. on Monday. A whole week. We're finally getting to it on Wednesday. Our grades <laughs> for Mark Leiter Jr. in the bullpen. Oh. Already got Mike Doves. Mike Doves already gave it a. Colada went B minus on Happer, by the way. But again, that's so how, that's that's a passing grade. C C is pat D is technically a passing grade. So how are our grades for Hap? I don't I don't get how that makes it like we're gonna give. What did he give these, Horner? These, like, I wonder. I can't remember what he gave Horner. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, well, let's do it. Should okay. we start with Cody? Yeah, yeah so Cody, I mean, go ahead. Mark Leiter Jr. I didn't know what to do right. here. Oh, or you uh, got the was, picture right in the graphic, Sarah, but not the stats, but. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I'm bringing it up. I can't remember exactly what I had. You, I can tell you what I. Let me go first. Then we'll reverse okay, yeah, the order. Go ahead, right. go ahead, I went C minuses across the board, and Colada might be right. I might be po- might be a little too positive on this one. Although I think, I think there were times in the bullpen that he showed you that he could be a valuable piece moving forward. Like there was impre- He's not a starter. Definitely no, not, not, not at all. Mark Leiter Jr. is not a starter. But could he be a depth piece in the bullpen? Maybe. Yeah. I, was, I was willing to say that he was a passing grade in the bullpen. For the, you know, I'm not going to say he's like better than everybody, but have I been angrier at other Cubs relievers in the past? Yes. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> I just couldn't. Probably nothing's, angrier. 
nothing stood out. Nothing stood out from him to me to be like B, B minus. I had to go C, and then I was like, you know what? I, I don't even know if I can go average. I have to go slightly below. Slightly so below I just average. went C minuses down the board. Yeah, I mean, he's a little older too. I yeah, was he like 30, 30 ish? I think he'll be thirty one next year. Yeah, so something like that. I don't know if that should factor into a report card grade, but I think there's less room for growth. Yeah, moving into the next, you know. Going from fourth grade to fifth grade? Yeah. I mean, I was pretty much the same way. If I could find mine, it was... I um, think you might have had the same thing, C-minuses. I believe it was pretty similar. I'm looking at all of ours right now. So I had (laughs) C-minus, results for lighter, C, stuff adjustment, C-minus overall. Um, Yeah, I guess I'm I'm more of the, the stat person, I guess. Uh, yeah, well, he was, got numbers for he, that? He was, he was not good as a starter. No. <laughs> that's So I just I pushed clear. that aside, like... Maybe that's why I threw the minus in because the reliever part was average. He yeah, had a, he had a pretty good run at the end of the season um, for a little while there, where he was. Yeah. So as a starter, he effective. Zero and two, eight point one six ERA, one five three five WHIP. Uh, as a reliever, it was two for five, but he had a two eight seven ERA See? with a one zero three one WHIP. I know people in the chat will chat will say that he was pitching in or you know mop up duty. Uh, which isn't completely, you know, you know, not true, but um, he did have, he, fa- he did face sixty batters in high leverage innings. Um, <laughs> well, the chat's fired up about this one. Look at that, Sean's yeah, like mean, F starter. He was solid out of the pen. I mean, he had. That's he, how I he, feel. He faced sixty sixty hitters out of in high leverage situations. They hit one eighty four with a six twenty three OPS. Like those are solid numbers for. You know, clutch in, in, in clutch says moments. Pressure appearances, F. But that's the thing is like, oh yeah, a lot of his were low leverage innings. Like actually, Corey gave him the best grades out of all of us, which is kind of funny to me. Um, <laughs> but he even yeah. said yesterday that you know you you also do need guys who can do that. Who it might be a four or five run game, but just go out and give you innings. Um, he did that pretty well this year, and then he also had good moments and high. I mean, that we talked about the the five innings in Boston against Boston. When he oh, came yeah. out, and when Alec Mills threw seven pitches and got hurt, and he pitched five great innings out of the bullpen, like that's against a good lineup. I don't know. I'm not. I'm a not. I am this. not trying to like say like Mark Letter Jr. is a key piece of this bullpen, but he performed pretty well out of it. He was a pretty good reliever for he, you know once he once he came out of the rotation. Uh, I mean, he has a really good changeup. You know, two seam sinker, whatever you call it, is is, is okay. Um, and there's a reason that doesn't last as a starter because you can't go more than a couple, you know, even one time through the order with, with one really good pitch, one okay pitch, and then nothing else really working for you. You can't do that. Yeah. Um, but you can get through six, seven hitters uh, at a time with with two pitches. I know there's plenty of relievers that can do that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he's not. He, he was definitely below average. If you take it all into account, I mean, the starting was was bad. Better as a reliever, you take it all yep. into account, and I mean. Yep. I'm I'm there. I'm with like I could like Nathan yeah. as saying D plus overall. I can I can totally go with that. Colada's saying somewhere between a C plus and an F, which I think actually might be a D plus. So my I don't think my I said my C minus might be a little optimistic. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. I, I'm somewhere between a C minus and a D plus. I'm not overwhelmed. It was just kind of okay. a grade I had to give. All right. Uh mine's a little bit different. This might this will be a, more in line with the chat, I think. Um so, I went results C minus stuff and adjustments C plus and then overall D plus. That's Dell metrics for you, baby. I don't know how else to explain it, <laughs> but uh, the kind basically the, the just the easiest way to sum it up for you in the first half of the season in forty one and a third innings he had a five point zero or no this is before the trade deadline actually this this is where I had it set up. From from the be, the moment he was on the Cubs to the trade deadline, he had a 5.01 ERA, a 4.88 FIP. And that was in 41 and third innings. But then after that, he had like a 2.39 after the trade deadline the rest of the season. So yeah, he got better at by, by he was better by the end of the year. He sucked <laughs> as a starter, um, but even as a reliever, he had moments where you're like, I don't like this. And right. so I think those are so we're a lot fewer and far between though. Like I, I, I get I always remember like in the chat we talk about it and like people be like, Oh no, like Mark Letter Jr. Mm-hmm. Like I never want to see him pitch again and we're like, But he pitched good today. Like yeah, it would yeah, be right. times like that. Right, right, like, right. I feel like we had post game <laughs> shows where we're like and, and lighter was fine for two innings. Yeah. Again, I, I just <laughs> like just was... I, I just feel like 
I guess if you want to look at my expectations, well, I didn't even know who the guy was until he got called up. So, I mean, I had no expectations. Um, You know, he started Um, off the year bad with the Cubs trying to use him as a starter because of all their injuries and clearly showed they had no depth at that position because of it. Um, But with the way he pitched in the second half, instead of giving him an F, I give him a D plus. Yes, he, I think he has some potential. I think he, like, a potential to be someone in that bullpen that maybe, maybe, maybe you can actually feel good about next year because, again, we've talked about before, Hadovy, Moscos, all those guys, like, they find a way to bring the best out of you, right? Yeah. Um, if they've, if they're able to turn Mark Leiter Jr., a seasoned vet who, like, had all those injuries and stuff, and the Cubs pick him up and they turn him into something, cool. But we've seen guys be significantly better than him. And I give him a D-plus because, honestly, he was really – the only time I really yeah, felt good about fair. him was the yeah. last two months of the year. I, I, like, I don't – I'm not 100% sure on his contract deal. I, I – I'm, I will say this. He's not a guy you have to protect on the 40-man. No, no, definitely he's, not. He's not a guy you have to protect on the 40-man, but he might be a guy that, if, if this is right, like that you could non-tender, let him go out there, bring him back, put him at AAA. Yeah. Like you've seen enough to know enough about him that if he wanted to come back, yeah. you could make him a, a non-roster invitee at spring training and be like, hey, dude, we'll keep you back and we'll put you at... Right. But, I, but you don't... You don't have to protect him on the floor. No, yeah, I think right? I think that's that's because he's not. And I don't if, think he has especially because he's thirty-one. According yeah. to Fangraphs, he doesn't have any options left either. So it's not they can just send yeah. him back down to AAA when right. you know, if they feel like yeah. it. Like it would take a a a you know cut him, sign him back on a minor yeah. league deal, right. keep him in AAA, and then you know that's that's bullpen depth, I guess. But that's yeah. I'd be okay with that. I'd be I'd be fine with that. Um, you know, I don't. I, again, I said I'm not saying. Mark Letter Jr. is a really solid depth piece. Like, like we he, talked about it plenty of times. Like you need those guys to find a find some sort of role in your organization. Not necessarily like your yeah. your major league team, but like in your organization. All things considered, I guess he he you can argue that he can be a guy like that. You also got Adrian Sampson. It's like they're both kind of the same in the like same Samson type of better, situation, better, right? Sure. And I think Sampson's better. I think we all agree that Sampson's better. So yeah, I mean, I don't know. I just I would be okay if they had moved on from him, and I'd be okay if they kept him. And that's why, to me, like he just he didn't move the needle for me, and that's why he gets yeah. a D plus. I yeah. yeah, and I'm looking at it. I'm like, you know, with everything, you know, perfect world, all these guys healthy. Should Mark Ladder Jr. be on the opening day roster? Mm, you know, maybe not. Yeah. Maybe because you'd have, and again, in a perfect world, you'd have, you know, like Kyle Hendricks, mm-hmm. Steele, Thompson, Elzawai, uh, you know, all those, you know, a couple bullpen guys coming in, and then you got Brandon Hughes, Estrada. Like, I'm, like, I'm looking at it, I'm like, maybe there isn't a spot for him on the opening day roster, which goes to the point of, is if he, you know, if you can figure out a way to sign him, you know, cut him, sign him back as a minor league free agent, then you got a little bit of, of bullpen depth right there sitting in AAA for you, right. yeah. which, again, isn't the worst case I, scenario. I feel You're not like spending you, a lot of your offseason worrying about no. it. Right. I feel like if you ask Mark Leiter Jr. himself how he thought or how he felt like he did this year, I think he would probably speak very highly of himself just because this was probably one of his better seasons. Because, mm-hmm. again, if you look at his – his past past couple of years, like he had injuries and stuff, and just kind of, from my memory at least of looking at him, like there isn't a lot to like. So like, to see what he did at in the second half of the year and like basically in his bullpen role, he he was as good as advertised, I guess you could say, and he wasn't really advertised. So like that's <laughs> that's kind of the point is like he was what we all expected, nothing crazy, nothing special, but someone who can eat some innings for you and someone who. If, a, if an injury happens, you can just insert him, and hopefully he can, you can find a reasonable role for him, and someone else can take over for that other guy's spot. But it's a guy that can be there and eat you some valuable innings that way to not overuse your bullpen. His and obvious I, shirt would say, "Meh, he was okay. He was okay." <laughs> that would be the obvious I, shirt. I think yeah. if he could do that, like that's all you can really hope for. Right? <laughs> yeah, that's all exactly. you can really ask for. If he can be a guy that just provides bullpen yeah. depth, and even if it's in in you know mop up mostly mop up innings, you know Cubs are losing by. A good amount of runs, and he just comes up and covers three, four innings for the rest of your bullpen. It was even decent, like when they had those weird ass games where they'd be blowing a team out this year, where they just bring him in there right. and he'd pitch two or three innings, like yeah. try and was, get us out of was, here in three he, hours. Yeah, he was he was decent in 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 a role of being down five runs or up five runs. <laughs> like 
it was mainly whenever he was in like the high leverage spots that I didn't really feel great about. And as a starter, those are the two that I never really felt good with him out there was when it basically mattered. But even when you're up five runs in a game, no matter no matter how good you the team is, like it matters. So I guess in a way he did pitch yeah. in high leverage spots. But like as far as like one run, one two runs, you know, instances not great. All right, real quick, who should we? Who do you guys want to do or in the chat too? Like, who should we grade tomorrow? I feel like maybe we should do a front office one. Do we do we do we do Jed Hoyer? Do Jed? We should do it after that we get the end. Yeah, we do all the players first. Yeah, all the players first. And, and same play. same thing with David Ross. Yeah. yeah. So let's let's do one that people have been asking for. Let's do a VR. <laughs> let's do a VR, and then okay. who uh, VR will be our position player. I what s- pitcher would you like I to said include? Hendrix. Hendricks and VR. Hendrix I like and that. VR. Okay. Hendricks and VR tomorrow. That'll, that'll make everyone who's upset that we're giving too many Bs out. That'll be good for tomorrow. Oh, I so saying, like, We've done what? We've done like seven players. Yeah. Most of them have been the guys that yeah. probably deserved at least B or higher. Like yeah. the, the guys that were good this year. There's a lot. There's a lot more players that aren't that aren't B level. Hendricks and VR. We'll finish our week on what might not oh, be a high note. I yeah. can't wait to do Lock St. John. Lock St. John. I'm getting an A for me. His one appearance that he Lock made. Lock St. John and Jesse Chavez get the same report card. <laughs> what about uh, Luke Farrell? Luke Farrell. Luke Farrell. He had yeah. that one random appearance that he, like, against the Cardinals. Yes. Oh, had, yeah. Like, won, like, four or five innings of, like, oh, one run two. ball. He pitched in Toronto, too. Don't forget about that. Okay. Sean Newcomb, that's going to be another. Uh oh, Colada's just Newcomb. throwing out the F's. He's just throwing F's. Throwing out the F. I don't know if that's an F bomb or a report card. <laughs> yeah, but I don't know. It's an F. Uh, <laughs> thanks for dropping in to check out the CHGO Cubs podcast presented by DraftKings, America's top rated sports book. We'll see you tomorrow and fly the W.